Welcome to the Dr. Wayne Dyer Radio Podcast. Discover the wisdom and remarkable insights of Dr. Dyer, world-renowned spiritual teacher and foremost authority on how the power of your mind creates your world. We have Denise waiting. A lot of California callers today. Burbank, California, line 10. Denise, welcome to the program. You're on air with Dr. Wayne Dyer on Dr. Wayne Dyer's Inspiration. Hey, hi. How are you? Hi, Denise. Um, how are you? Hi, I'm good. I have actually two questions. I'll, I'll ask both. But my first question is in a relationship question. Um, I married my high school sweetheart. Um, we have two children. You know, pretty, We're happy. I mean, for the most part, we're happy. We do argue a lot, which I don't know if that's good or bad, but we do. And he he tends to throw up the way I was raised. Oh, you know, you. he kind of just, it's a real sore spot for me. I was raised by a single mom and it just really bothers me when he does this. I feel like he has like he, you know, he has two parents, and I always feel like mm-hmm. he makes me like I'm like this dysfunctional, crazy lady, and mm-hmm. it's really a sore spot for me, especially when he talks about my mom. And mm-hmm. I don't. I, I was wondering if you had any words to, like maybe you know, how do you, how do I go around? That not being a sports, I don't want to. Mm. I don't want to feel uncomfortable, and I don't want to constantly feel, you know, shameful. Mm. And those from from the Tao, it says, "Those who know do not talk; those who talk do not know." And there's a very important line in there that says, "What you think of me is none of my business." Mm-hmm. Can you say that? Yeah, I can. I believe that too. I do okay. believe. I, so, you know, I, but I mean, can you say it? Can you say it to your husband without having to say the words? Can you just simply say to yourself, what you think of me, which means my past and how I was raised, is really none of, it's none of my business. I don't really need to be informed about that. Now, if you can get that, you know, because he's obviously doing this because you said something even more revealing. You said we argue a lot. I don't know if that's good or bad, but you know that it's not good, you know, to be in a constant state of conflict because when you, when you are in a, in a God-realized relationship, there is no conflict. And, and I really mean that. I mean, conflict is only because we remove ourselves to the place of two-ness, to the place where there's more than one position, where I'm separate from you and you are separate from me, and you're your person and I'm my person, and I have my background and you have your background and all of that. When you move into a spiritual partnership rather than a marriage, you're moving into a place where you you, you recognize the oneness in each other. And that when someone else is coming at you in a continuous way with conflict, you are feeding them information to do that with. And the information that you feed your husband when he comes at you with the way that you were raised is that this can really get to me. I mean, you can hardly even talk about that without, you know, no, without crying, without. So much. Like, yeah. And I understand, like, I, we argue, but we do, we also do agree a lot and we talk. And mm-hmm. I, I know. think he also says, like, well, you know, you don't mean what you say. And that's another thing. Because I do mean what I say, but I tend to forgive, and mm-hmm. I go back a lot on what I do say, and I don't hold my ground, but what I'm saying really do has meaning. Like, I, I mean what I well, say, and I... You can also, you know, that's that's another, that's, that's another thing about being in a higher level of consciousness, is that you can say something and mean it, and then the next day, when the same situation comes up, you don't mean it. I mean, it's like, you're because we are all in a constant state of change. I mean, this, this is the nature of who we are. So that at the moment that I said these kinds of things, this was true, it worked for me, I've now thought about it, I'm not into hanging on to grudges, I'm not into revenge and all. And you can explain all of this, to, you know, to your husband a hundred times. But if he has in the back of his mind 
this wonderful weapon, which is I can make Denise go into a state of craziness or upset or hurt. And even though I don't want to, and even though I love her, it's my little power game. It's a way of my exercising an element of control over her. Now, what you want to do is take that away. And the way that you take that away is becoming, as my teacher Abraham Maslow used to say, independent of the good opinion of other people. Once you teach your husband that you are no longer going to be susceptible to his opinions about the way that you were raised, and instead you almost smile at that, it's like you get to a place in your heart where you know that someone trying to pick a fight with you is wasting their energy and wasting their time. You're just not going to those places anymore, and you're going to become this peaceful. And if you could do that, if you could practice that, the next time he starts it up, in fact, you can almost set up a situation in which you hope that he will so that you can practice by practice yourselves independently saying to yourself, what you think of me is none of my business. What you think of the way that I was raised, that's none of my business. None of that is any of my business because it sends me into a state of apoplexy and I don't want to go there anymore. Yes. Now, that okay, that requires... I do that. I, I, yeah, I do that. <laughs> But. Yeah, and so now you get to a place where instead of being angry at your husband and upset and depressed and you know crying and all of that, it's like you're in a place of uh, of total indifference to anything other than coming at you with love. When he comes at with you with love and with kindness and with acceptance and with the kind of relationship that you want, you reinforce that with with uh, you know being happy. When he comes at you with the other stuff, you just smile and let him know this is going right over my head. It's just right over my head. I always say that's how I lost my hair. I just I just whisk it all away. You know, it's like yeah. you just don't let people get to you. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I usually don't. I'm, just, I'm pretty strong, and you know, I I you know read a few of your books, and I continue to read self help, and I for the mm-hmm. most part I think I'm strong. He's a strong person too, and I'm I know sure. he does want the best for me, and I want mm-hmm. the best for him, but it's just that. That one little—I don't know why—it's such a sore spot. It just drives me nuts when he says. Well, if you really—if you looked at it, if therapeutically, if you went back and looked at that, it's probably uh, causing you to have some questions about about the way that you were raised. That that maybe is upsetting to you as well. That maybe you haven't really completely dealt with, and uh, maybe um, you know you you are carrying around with you. Uh, attitudes about, um, you know, that he had it, he had it better than you did and you had it mm-hmm. tougher and he doesn't recognize what it's like to be raised by a single yeah, mom. I, and, uh, I, yeah. I, I and so that. he had, he had it a lot easier as a child. Um, yeah. and I think of that in my own life and my own relationships with people and so on, having, you know, grown up in, in foster homes and orphanages and, and all of those kinds of things. Um, but I've gotten past the, the the need for other people to see that as something, anything other than a wonderful gift and opportunity that that I signed up for long before I even came here, which is what you did too. You know, you you had to go the path that you did, and so did your mom. You know, is your mom well, living? Oh yeah, she's living, and she mm-hmm. still, you know, she still has her struggles with my uh, younger brother and sister, and mm-hmm. you know, we have a good relationship. We're we're in close contact with each other. Yeah. And, she helps me out a lot, but there's still, you know, certain... Yeah, the next time that little thing comes up, when he starts to do that, instead of getting upset and angry, I want you to really work on your thoughts and I just will. say it. And you change your thought <laughs> and you change your life. Because when they say, it's like the old line, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. If you change the way you look at the way that he is talking to you and the way that he is treating you and just say, this is him and I know what's behind this and I know that this is going to make him feel a little bit more superior... And instead of my going into that place 
from now on, you're going to let him, you're going to smile, you're going to, and when he's all done talking, you're going to go over and give him a kiss on the cheek and say, you know, I never really considered that point of view. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. If you would like to hear more of Dr. Dyer's radio show, tune in to HayHouseRadio.com. To find out more about Dr. Wayne Dyer or any other Hay House author, please visit HayHouse.com. Thank you for listening.